Piso Bold is a weekly podcast hosting honest conversations about navigating adulthood post-graduation, fashion, careers, and personal growth. An outlet to share two perspectives on how to happily be in the now while working for the future. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Piso Bold. This is Simran. And this is Mackenzie. Hello, everyone. And we're so happy to be back here and to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for listening to our episode last week. We really, I don't know, I felt pretty proud about it. I feel like we needed to or something. Yeah, it was definitely something that's like, I don't know, we, it wasn't the best to talk about it. Because it was like, we could have done this, but we didn't. Yeah. But we think it was definitely, like, helpful for whoever listened to it. And even for us. Yeah, I guess I just wish I took all those things to heart earlier. So I hope that it was helpful to anyone. Okay, so jumping into our challenge review. Last week, our challenge for you was if you were a college student, think about one of the things that we talked about that you can start doing and make the most of the time you have left in college. Um... Yeah, so I hope that went well. I'm not a college student anymore, so yeah, I guess I did not apply that to my life. So we just wanted to check in and make sure you guys did something like that. So mm-hmm. I hope you did. Yeah, and for our quick little life update, um, nothing's really changed since the last time we recorded. Um, we're just really working on ourselves right now and just like, some things that we need to get done. We're working on those. Um, I guess, like, I don't know. I've been liking on, like, my walks and stuff. Nice. Because I was really sick. And then my husband was sick. And it just, like, right now my sister's sick. But hopefully I can get back onto it going to the gym. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, like, I'm happy Everything's going pretty well as of right now, so nothing to complain about. Good. Um, I, yeah, just been working, grinding, and I have been having very exciting things for my career happen, but we want I'm not going to announce them yet because I don't want to jinx yeah. anything. <laughs> Knock on wood. And then I do have a little exciting announcement. I had mentioned my cut. Like my dieting, I don't yeah, want to call it a diet, yeah. but like my caloric cut, and so like my I have lost twelve pounds since like my <gasps> highest. Right, <laughs> it took me by surprise too. It was like since my it was probably in like April or June, May of this mm. year it was like my highest weight I have ever been at. And so literally I like, it was the day, it was on Monday and like all weekend, like it was Halloween. And so like, I'm not like restricting myself or anything. So I like was having lots of candy and we had had like, just like lots of like sodium, like we had eaten out kind of a bunch. And so I just like, wasn't expecting anything. So I like got up and I was like, you know what? It's the morning. So I should probably just like, and it was at the lowest weight I've seen in like probably a year and a half. Like, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I saw that weight. And so it's not that I'm just, like, trying to just, like, drop numbers, but 
I guess I kind of am because it's just cool to see a quantitative result to show that like yeah. work has been paying off so that yeah. was so exciting and I've been feeling amazing in my body and also I've been having like a pretty I've been feeling like a healthy relationship to my eating right now mm-hmm. which has been really nice like I don't feel like I'm like yeah restricting or I don't want to like binge foods or anything like that yeah. so I'm excited how it's going that's good like, I feel like it is important to just, like, have grace with yourself because I don't yeah. think I would have been able to do this in a healthy way, like, at another time in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, in a good mental spot and, like, mm-hmm. lifestyle spot. And I guess I did have to create all that. Like, it definitely yeah, and it I'm, took like, time. making sure it happens. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But don't feel bad. It's okay. Yeah. You have- I'm happy. You. I'm just, I'm chilling right now. <laughs> So, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I Mm. guess, okay, so moving in, that kind of, (laughs) I wasn't purposely (laughs) doing this, but it relates to our fashion archives. Yeah. Okay, so our fashion archives, we decided we want to talk about just like a little fashion news. And Simran found us an article on Vogue that we think is kind of interesting. And I feel like it's pretty controversial. Mm-hmm. so it's titled is my body about to go out of style and it's by Marielle elizabeth and it's on vogue it was published october 10th of this year and so just like the quick rundown in for the met gala kim kardashian lost 16 pounds in three weeks in order to fit into marilyn monroe's dress for the met gala and she also didn't even fit into it which that's yeah. another story so it's like that's like a totally unhealthy form of dieting, especially when I don't think she's not like I feel like it's easier to lose a lot of weight if you're like super overweight, but she wasn't I wouldn't say that she's like in that category. So I think yeah. that was she was just like bragging about this probably pretty unhealthy way of dieting. And then for this round of fashion weeks, the um, there was way less plus size models being represented and that was like bringing up some issues and then there's also been like a trend of like getting your body back post pandemic so like people are like kind of going on journey and health journey and then there's also been the return of y2k fashion so like the low-rise jeans and the absolutely thinnest of the thins yeah so all these things have been coming about and then I think it talks about it a little bit maybe in here, but I've seen like the Kardashians have been like losing weight and getting their quotation quotation implants removed and everything. And so it's just like, they were these marketed their bodies as like the beauty standard. And the yeah. fact that they are like cho- totally changing their bodies, dropping their weight and getting their curves removed um allegedly with plastic surgery (laughs) um it's just kind of making a total shift in society so what are your thoughts on this summer is your body going out of style (laughs) i hope not um but yeah it's just crazy like it was all over like social media recently how kim kardashian showed up to this um talk show and she was just like looking 
so skinny like her yeah. arms were so tiny and just like everything about her yeah like, <coughs> i feel like different. when you can really see it in people's like shoulders yeah. and like their neck bone and like yeah. arms that's how you tell like whoa they're like, like really she legit looked malnourished to me <laughs> like yeah not saying like not like to bring her down but it's like we're so not used to seeing her like that and I feel like because these are people that really influence the whole world, basically. Like, everybody mm-hmm. tries to... Big lips were not into Kylie Jenner got a lip, whatever thing she got done, Botox. And then everybody wanted big lips. And I feel like it's just like, I don't know. I like, And it makes sense because like Y2K fashion is coming back. People won't wear a low-rise jeans with a big belly like yeah I would no. never even like even with any belly yeah because it's like naturally like it for women we have fat that's held there yeah but I don't know at least for me in order to feel comfortable I would have to have like one percent body fat to wear like a exactly. low-rise and crop top yeah and you know what's funny like we're talking like we've had other episodes in the past where we've talked about how Y2K fashion is coming back and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still remember, like, back then, like, when I was a kid, um, size zero was a thing. Remember that? Like, every, like, all actresses and them, like, oh, they yeah. all were size zero. Like, they were, <coughs> like, micro mini skirts, size zero, like, no waist at all. And there were other girls that were trying to get like them. Yeah. And I remember, like, I was looking at my high school pictures recently um, and I saw like I was so skinny back then and I still thought I was fat. Same. I like was thinking back. I was like, because I always hear people say that like, oh, like you'll look back and be like, dang, why didn't I recognize what I had? Exactly. Not that like, but I was like stick skinny and like I know I've never been and that know. still wasn't good enough for back then like yeah and I would hate 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 to see because like in the last couple of years like everywhere you've seen people really embrace their bodies like yeah everybody's like you know posting like bigger girls are posting all their like roles and stuff they're like well you know this is my body and this is who I am and I don't have to be like a skinny like stick Mm-hmm. to fit in and but now like with this new movement coming up where celebrities are going back to like being very skinny like I just hope that the generation right now doesn't I don't know just go into it and be like oh we need to be like that and then all we see is just like a bunch of twigs walking around yeah and there's no like I don't know I just hope that doesn't happen but it, like, probably will, which yeah. is, like, annoying. Because I guess I the way I see it, there's, like, pros and cons. Because, like, I definitely think it's important to embrace your bodies and recognize mm-hmm. that not everyone, especially for women, like, we just carry more fat on us. So it's not exactly. healthy or normal to, like, be to an extent of skinny. But at the same time, I think it is good to promote, promote like, a healthy, like, fit yeah. body. Yeah. But the problem is, like, that's not what's being promoted. Like, what's being promoted is, like, malnourishment, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... there are, like, 
I'm not going to say that there's no, like, people that exist that just genetically are very skinny. There are right. people. Absolutely. Like that. And their body is beautiful, too. I just hope that, and it's just, you know, even in this article, the writer talks about how, like, just natural bodies like why can't natural bodies just be natural bodies like why does it have to be like either super curvy and big hips yeah big buzz big lips or like the total opposite of it like why can't people just like embrace their natural bodies like because there are why can't we have the in between which i feel like almost most everybody is exactly like there's like a very short percentage of people that really follow these things and then the rest of us are just over here feeling like oh dang like I don't look like her Mm -hmm. like or my curves aren't in the right spots exactly and like I don't know as much as I the Kardashians do have like a huge effect they do and I guess I just think of like young girls Mm -hmm. how it's like everyone was like oh crap like I need to get a big butt big boobs and like but then now they decide over the course of like two months or something. Yeah. They're changing the trend, which it's like that's their body. They can do what they want. Yeah. But that effect has it on everyone and they market mm-hmm. it to everyone. And so it's like now all these young girls or even older people are just yeah. like, crap, now I need to change my whole body style again exactly. too. And this always like it ends up in like somebody getting depressed some people getting more anxiety yeah because you know like this is the new standard of beauty and if i'm bigger like i'm not beautiful anymore and you can't keep up with it because it's like it was one thing it was the standard of beauty like a year or two ago was to be curvy and like have more fat on your body and just be like confident in it yeah it's like impossible everyone's just like yo-yoing back and forth and that's so unhealthy exactly and even in this article it talks about how like you know people from different places genetically their bodies are different like Mm -hmm. for (coughs) for black women they just are gonna be curvy they're always gonna be curvy yeah like, I feel like even Indians, like, Indians are always going to be, like, more curvier people. But Europeans on the other side might be more skinny because that's, yeah. just, you know, how the genes are on that side of the world. So yeah. just to put everybody in just one box. And fashion and beauty does that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I think, like, I've really started appreciating, like, different, especially beauty brands, too, that like try to in like include other colors because I still remember like five ten years ago like I darker people wouldn't be able to find the perfect shape and you're not even that dark and if you can find one like that's a whole nother and like yeah that's a whole another thing how the beauty industry doesn't fit people in but yeah it's just sad like I would hate to see people you know like struggle emotionally and mentally because of this change and yeah. it is gonna come like you know we can't do anything about it but I just hope that like for us for our listeners for you know all the girls out there that it doesn't define you because yeah. you can be whoever you want to be you can look like however you want to look like and you're still gonna be beautiful like you yeah. don't have to fit into this I think just like prepare yourself because like yeah. I guess no 
that the tr- this trend probably is about to come mm-hmm. and come heavy. And so it's just like prepare yourself and just start focusing and like just cut out the media where you see all the trends happening. Yeah. Because it's like we already have so many other trends to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like we have fashion trends, like color trends and beauty trends and stuff. Like your body shouldn't be something that's that's just a trend, trend ever, you know. Like yeah. that's just I guess I'm gonna get into like the spiritual side. Of it. Like it's a gift from God, and He's made you a certain way. He if He wanted all of us to look the same and be the same person, then He would make us the same. Mm-hmm. But He didn't do that. Like Dang. He made us <laughs> He made us different for a reason. And I think like I just hope we remember to embrace that and. amen amen (laughs) i guess this like it goes um into our episode that's crazy we're so good (laughs) how unplanned this episode is but how smoothly everything's flowing um but yeah we're getting into our episode um (coughs) we thought that we really wanted to talk about belonging and it's crazy that you know our fashion archive kind of transition into it so well um yeah I feel like we all crave belonging and today Mackenzie and I really just want to get into the nitty-gritty of it like what belonging means to Mm -hmm. us to other people around us and I don't know like how do we get the sense of belonging because I know everybody craves it but how do you really feel like you belong yeah for, to prepare for this episode, we both kind of came up with our own meanings, and then we both posed questions on our Instagram and the Be So Bold account to our following of what does it mean to belong for you? And so we're going to start by like sharing the responses that we got from a few of you guys. Not very many people participated. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, also, side note, we are recording on Zoom today. Because this episode is just giving us such a hard time. It's like it doesn't want to be recorded. So because of the technical difficulties, we'll be recording on Zoom today. So if our voices kind of sound a little wonky, that's probably why. Yeah. Do you want to start with your response that you got? Yeah. I got one response and the person that responded said that for them, belonging is acceptance. Okay. And then the few responses I got, one said, to belong for me is when I feel connected and comfortable to something or somebody. Someone else said, to feel comfortable in your surroundings. Another one, I think it means to be vested in something can bring a sense of purpose. And then my last one, they said, for me, it's where you're at your best emotionally, mentally, and physically. And that varies from person to person. Those are some good ones. I I really like the one that says being vested in something because that kind of like gives you purpose. Yeah, and I guess thinking about it from all the responses, I think for me, my interpretation is it kind of comes down to just like being feeling comfortable mm-hmm. and like you're important, I think um yeah and like just being like valued yeah I think that's a really good word for it right well 
let me just ask you then, what does it mean to belong for you? I think, because I was thinking about it when we were preparing for this. And when I thought about belonging, I thought about it like in social situations. I think belonging to me means people, like belonging to, to people, like certain people. And to me, yeah, I think when I feel valued in a group of, or individual person, when I feel valued and definitely comfortable and I think shared experiences is also a big thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that like that term shared experiences what does it feel like for you um for me I feel like it's definitely feeling welcome somewhere because I've had a lot of experiences where I did not feel welcome and that led to me feeling like I don't belong you know like these people don't want me here like that means that, you know, I probably don't belong with, like, this group of people. And then also, it's, like, similarities. <laughs> like, I feel like you and I belong as friends because we have had similar, like, like you said, like, shared experiences, but, like, also similar qualities, similar interests and things because I feel like if you, like, if you walk in a room and there's all strangers, you can still feel like you belong in this crowd because of their values, their interests, things that they talk about, as opposed to walking in a room with full of people that you already know and still feeling like you don't belong because mm-hmm. there's, like, like yeah there might be similarities because of which you are friends but it's also like maybe not enough similarities or like their values are not the same as yours or their thought process is not the same as yours and you know just things like that so I feel like being loved um having similarities and being and I think like feeling welcome yeah I really like yeah because I think all those factors I think apply for me too and I like you mentioned like relationships and I think that is like when I think of belonging I think of relationships whether it's good or a bad belonging yeah and I also really liked you said enough like enough similarities because there's been times where like I'm like in a group of people or like a type of relationship not just like any type of relationship with a person like a friendship and we have some similarities but it's not enough similarities yeah and you can just like feel that belonging is like off Mm -hmm. and thinking when I was like prepping to think about this episode I was trying to think of situations in my life where I have felt like I belonged and then felt like I didn't belong um when is a time that you really did not feel like you belonged? Um, <laughs> it just brings back so many bad memories. 
I feel like I feel like another thing that makes me feel like I belong and I think it like goes with being feeling welcomed and loved is effort. So if I don't see effort from the other side, I will feel like I don't belong there anymore. Yeah. So I'm the kind of person if I really want to be your friend, if I want to continue a friendship, relationship, whatever, like I'm going to put 1000% efforts into that. And um, I'm, I feel like in a friend group, I've always been the kind of person who puts in like maximum efforts, right? And because of all like the bad experiences, I feel like I don't do that anymore. But growing up, so when I was in fifth grade, my parents decided to change my school and moved me from this co-ed school. You know, I had all my friends there, everything, to an all-girls school, one of the best schools in Delhi and everything. But even though, like, that would have been such a good thing for me, I looked at it as something so bad. Mm-hmm. And then after I moved schools, like, I did my best to, like, you know, keep in touch with my old friends and, like, making sure I text them, I call all of them, like, and slowly, like, I did it for a year. I did it for two years, like, and because my sisters were still in that school, so I, like, if on my days off, like, I would try to go there and, like, pick them up so I can meet my friends and stuff, and, um, slowly it just started feeling like I was the only one putting in efforts yeah like or I didn't call them in general they would never call me like they would never think about me like and that has happened to me in a lot of instances like not just those friends like many different friends sometimes family um And, like, eventually that all obviously, you know, made me feel like maybe I just don't belong with these people. And then when I just completely stopped, like, putting efforts in, like, zero communication. It was just lost. Like, there was still a little bit with some people, but the rest of them, it was just, like, like, they never existed. Like, I never existed for them. And then, like, I feel like that is definitely a negative experience with belonging for me. Mm -hmm. Because... Like, I wanted to belong to them or with them. Your old friends? Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. And now when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I don't even care. Like, maybe it was for the better that these friendships didn't work out. But that definitely is a big thing. Like, when I put an effort and I don't see effort on your part, I will not feel like we belong together as friends, partners, Mm -hmm. whatever. What about you? Yeah, I... I don't know. I had a really hard time making friends my whole life. Mm-hmm. I still do. Um, Why was that? A lot of it was because I moved a lot. Yeah. Like, so I moved to Guam in sixth grade. And I was there until a sophomore in high school. So mm. it was like a long time. Um, but I never felt like I belonged there. Which, like, for such a long time, and I think a lot of it, like, I, like looking back, there was a lot of different values, like you said, like, at my school, like, for what was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, certain values that, like, did not align with me to be, like, cool and everything. 
And so I got went there in sixth grade, but the majority of the people there, maybe not even majority, but just a lot of them, because it was like a military school, but like they've been there and been friends since like preschool. All their families knew each other. Yeah. They've known each other since preschool. And so they have their like cliques. Mm-hmm. And which like there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. And so it was just like really hard for me to belong. Cause like I'd and like I've dealt with this like my whole life and even like now into an adulthood. It's like I'm having to enter into established friendships. Mm, that's the forever. worst. I and it's like yeah. I really talk to my therapist about it because I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just so hard. And and I also, like, especially as an adult, like, I'm like, I don't want to force myself to be their friends. Yeah. And understand and respect people's friendships if they've had established friendships and don't want to, like, push myself onto that. And if they have that established, shared experiences, similarities, like, they're obviously going to, like, cling to each other which is like Mm -hmm. fine like I would do that too um and so like that was really hard for me there like I was very happy to leave when I did leave from there just because like I never felt that belonging and like I would make friendships but then people would move away so then I'd be like stuck from scratch like every two years even if I was like in the same place um so yeah that's like really hard for me and like even as an adult like I don't know like people use the term like finding couple friendships after you're married like friends that you can have as couples it's like dating again yeah even harder because you both have to mesh with both of the other partners yeah yeah in your friendships and so it's like really hard to like find friends as an adult with that and I and I guess, I don't know, along with, I feel like I'm just rambling, <laughs> but like, I guess if I don't feel like I belong, I think that I just check out and I don't try to belong because, or I don't like try to keep making it work. Cause I'm like, well, if I don't belong here, like I'm not going to force it. And I think like yeah. you said, it is values, and so I'm not going to change who I am in my own interests yeah. conform to other people. Like, I'm be much happier being who I am with my husband as my only friend than, like, mm-hmm. faking it to have friends. Yeah. No, I totally feel you. It's like, and I think it gets harder and harder the more we grow up because mm-hmm. what we value just becomes so much, like, a big part of us and it's like stronger like our connection to that is way stronger than just letting it go and just wanting new friends and we have less time to to spend with people now yeah yeah for sure like work marriage have like your home family it takes away time from socializing I guess another question I have is like um like for me and I think for you it was even harder because you had to move so much mm-hmm. and so like I bet like 
it's like you would get tired of putting in that much effort, which is what happened with me too. Like just getting tired of being the only one trying to put effort. Yeah, like I, like I'm a low maintenance friend. And so, yeah, like moving around and having friends move too. Um, well, I guess I'm not a low maintenance. I'm very selective about my friends. Mm. Just, like my friends are people who are like really good friends. And that's like, yeah. and then like I understand my life. I guess I don't have as much energy to contribute towards friends anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I have a husband and I work I'm a podcaster, Yeah, all the things. And so I'm not really a texter, I guess that's a side note or like, yeah, I just really text people. Like if I want to talk with people, I'll like rather get on the phone with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, um yeah, you had a question. Did you did you yeah. ask it? Well, so um I guess like has the meaning of belonging or just like places you belong you feel like you belong to and stuff, like do you think it has evolved for you through the years? Like has it like changed? Has the meaning of belonging changed for you growing up, like all the experiences that you had, like um, I don't know if I ever thought about it before, really. Um, but, like, looking back, it's definitely something that I, like, struggled with a lot, just mm -hmm. because, like, I was always in, like, new situations with, like, people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess, oh, yeah, that's something I wanted to talk about. I, so I started, I've been working at Anthropology. Mm -hmm. and it kind of has changed my understanding of belonging or like something that's important to me and because like at this job like the girls I work with I just feel so comfortable around them and I really feel like I, I belong there and like I don't know like I get along with every single person I work with and I like have individual relationships with all of them, and it's like been the best experience ever. That's um, so nice, right? And I like never, I can't remember the last time I've had something like that. Yeah, I've never, and like no, I don't like text them or like even hang out with them. But like mm -hmm. I spend all my like days working with them. Um, but something I was like talking with my husband, I was like, I'm trying to figure out why I feel so comfortable with all of them, and I realized for me like a big thing is like we never talk about anybody else there mm. like we just talk about ourselves and we never like talk bad on anyone like ever pretty much mm -hmm. and yeah I guess I will bring up a certain situation I guess I kind of feel awkward referencing people but like, at the time, I really didn't feel like I belonged. Like, it was a great experience. But I, like, did this internship one time. Mm -hmm. And just, like, it felt like all they would do was, like, gossip. Like, the people that I worked mm -hmm. with. And that just, like, made me so uncomfortable. Because I guess if someone's, like, a, talking bad about people all the time, chances are they're probably talking bad about me, too. Exactly, yeah. 
And so it just like kind of made me feel more reserved and not like comfortable. And it didn't feel like a safe environment to like share about myself or like be myself. And so I realized that's a huge thing for me is like when people just like talk about their own lives and each other, but not other people. If that makes yeah. sense. And, like, and that's a big thing too. Like, I feel like you need to know so much about yourself to just keep the conversation between the people that are in this room and not like talk about everybody else and what everybody else is doing. Like it's hard to do that. Yeah. And so it makes conversations more, more interesting. Yeah. Because you're like, talking about what you actually care about, like yeah. your life plans. Like, and like more thoughtful too. Oh yeah. Like, anyone could talk crap about anyone. Like, that's yeah. honestly, like, so easy to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess that's been a big thing for me. And I've realized other groups that I've been a part of that I just never felt fully clicked with. I realized, like, a frequent thing is just because they, like, spend a lot of time talking about other people. And a lot of times that is in a negative way, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Because, like, when I think about it, too, it's, like, if I am in a room with a bunch of people and they don't, like, I guess, like, personal growth is not, like, a focus there, I think, like, I won't feel like I belong there. Because I'm always about, like, okay, what's next? Like, what else can I do to be better? You know, like, I don't want to be stagnant, like, right here. So if I yeah. am in a room that surrounds, the, like, that talks about, like, success or, like, I don't know, motivation, physical fitness, like, things like that. Like, think everything that I want to be or, like, want to do. And I think that's why, that's the reason why I felt like I belong with the people of Mariah's Bridal. Because we always talk about things. Like, if there was something going on with one of us, like we would all just sit down and we'd talk about each other. Like, a group where, you know, people uplift each other. Yeah, and that's huge to be able to feel... You guys all then felt comfortable to open yeah. up about your personal life. And I I want the deep conversations. I guess Exactly. That's when you're talking about yourselves and not other people, mm-hmm. the conversations get deep and you, like, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. And for me, like, I feel like, like, that's something, maybe that's the reason that, like, I struggle with making friends. I cannot just do surface level talking. Like, I mean, like, I can do it, but I have to force myself to do it. For me, it's like, I'd much rather talk about what bothers you or like, where, like, what makes you happy? Like, what are some things that you're doing in your life to be better or I don't know, just like, just like the deep, deep conversations. And it's so funny, like, <clears throat> um, I'm also very, like, thoughtful in, like, what I do and just, like, very careful with my life. And I think I've always been like that. So I was always, like, titled the mom of the group. Mm-hmm. And I think that the people that gave me these titles always did it in a negative way. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. But for me, oh. it's just like... That's how I showed like I, that I care for you, like looking out for you. Like I would expect you to do that for me too. Like if I'm being really stupid and mean, like I'd rather you tell me 
than just let me be and then the whole world talks negatively about me. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm the kind of friend who would much rather have, like, the deep conversations, like, help you be better, like, you help me be better, and, like, we grow together instead of just, like, just having a good time and then not really looking out for each other, you know? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> not to just generalize everything, mm-hmm. but when I was in Guam, like, from my perspective around the people that I was around at the time, it felt like the cool thing to do and like to be cool and not, and just like, I don't know what was like, yeah, cool. Anyways, was to like, I don't know what the word is. I was like freaking 13, 14 and 15 at the time. So I was like young, but it was like the thing to like hook up with people and just be like, I don't know what word to use for that, but just, like, get around, and, like, I was young at the time, and religious, and so, like, that was not something that, like, I was into, and, and drugs and alcohol were, like, super duper common, and, like, if you didn't do it, it was, like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's something that, like, always pissed me off. Yeah. Like, people saying it, but, like, calling me a goody two-shoes, because I choose not to take substances in my body and sleep with tons of people. Yeah. Like, why can't I, like, and honestly, I don't judge people for that. Like, that's your choice. Yeah. It's like, when you're judging me for not doing those things, it makes me, it's just like. Like, I don't belong here. Like. Yeah. And so I just. I don't. Right? And so. Yeah, I don't like it when people just, like, like you're saying, people called you the mom of the group in a negative way. And it's, like, why is it so frowned upon to be, like, mature and thoughtful about what you do? Yeah. But I think that all is just, like, you come with, comes with age and, like. Yeah. And I feel like, like, that's a big thing, like, (laughs) because of our religion, too. Yeah. There are things we didn't do. And I feel like that still is kind of you know, it still affects my conversations with people or just my interactions because um, I didn't have all these, you know, memories of just getting, like, drunk and wasted and doing things, like, you know. Yeah. There are, like, other people used to drink and stuff. And even in my high school, like, my friends used to drink and, you know, just, like, do other things. But... Um, for me it was different like I've been called boring for not just like letting loose and like you know doing everything (laughs) and like like yeah like that must be fun but I didn't do it and it's just like I don't know why is it so weird that we don't do those things yeah and like why is it not just okay for someone to just be the kind of person who believes in deeper level friendships deeper connections then like I can be fun like I can hang out with you chill talk about like random things around us and be fun Mm -hmm. but I feel like a connection for me will only like be nurtured and get to like a stronger like friendship or whatever if we do have deeper conversations like even for my husband and I we met on the mission 
And I feel like the only reason we were this close of friends and like my other friend too, um, he is in Utah now. Um, but like we were so close and such good friends only because we talked about other things that were important in life too. Like we have had that deep conversations. Like as missionaries, we have talked about like our investigators and stuff. It wasn't just like our friendships weren't just about like being in the moment and just laughing and having fun. Like we did laugh a lot because these right. two guys were like super hilarious. But um, I feel like just like the sense of having deeper connections and conversations that's like yeah like I think something that kind of like launched Mm -hmm. really helped me me and Cody's relationship like when I first met him like progress like pretty quickly was like we both had like I don't know like had what is the word like gone through similar things yeah and like he was one of the few people that I ever opened up to about it and I was like and then it like when you are vulnerable with people, you're able to relate on, like, another level. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always a vulnerable kind. Like, like I've said before, I'm an oversharer. And if I do that and then the other person just, like, doesn't and looks at me weird, I'm going to be like, oh, no. Like, I shouldn't have shared. Like, now it's just super awkward and, like, mm-hmm. like I don't want to do this anymore. Right? No? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess thinking about like everything we've talked about is like I think it does kind of come down to like values yeah like if you being vulnerable is something like that's like value to be valuable to you mm-hmm. and important and so like if someone's not co- reciprocating that yeah like isn't you don't feel like you belong yeah. and, and like, it's hard to be vulnerable like I think it takes a yeah. lot like even for me every time I overshare like I feel like crap afterwards I'm like why did mm-hmm. I tell them that but then, like, I can't change that. Like, that's who I am. Like, I want to be this person who's so, like, mysterious and always put together and, like... Right. You know? <laughs> like, I I would love to be that girl, but I'm not that girl. Like... I think that's why our friendship works a lot. Because, like... That's <laughs> true. <laughs> like, I can be, like, quieter, but the people that I've, like, made, like, great friendships are usually, like, louder and are willing to make the first effort of sharing... Because, yeah. like, once somebody, like, shares a lot, it makes me feel really comfortable and I feel like I can share anything. Yeah. But it's, like, I have a hard time making the first move, like, with sharing. And so I think it helps that, like, you were probably... I don't know for sure. And then I feel like I can feel comfortable to do it, yeah. too. Yeah. And I feel um, like... So, in my life, right now, I only have two best friends. And none of us live in the same place. And the other day, I was even thinking, like, I was like... Am I like, are we starting to be um too different from each other? Because like one of my best friends is um, well, she's always busy because she's working in like the news industry, like yeah. journalism. So she's like super busy with all that. And she's in India. So we barely get to talk. But when we do, like, you know, it's like everything's just how it was like 10 years ago. We're still best friends. We still understand each other, you know. And then my other best friend, she's in Rexburg and she is like the super intellectual person. And sometimes I feel like, like, I don't know, are we still on the same page about things and stuff? But what's the most beautiful thing is like, even though we're all so different in our lives, like I'm definitely like <laughs> the more like 
well, my friend in India is also social, but like I'm more of like into social media and like being very creative with things, like you know, always trying to do something new kind of person. And it's just so crazy that all of our personalities and like just our interests are so different. That but when we come together, we're still always able to talk about what matters most, like the deep thing. And that's your value is like vulnerability yeah. and like deep conversations. Yeah, and like this like, this friendship, like it's been the same for like years. We became friends when we were in seventh grade. And wow. now like two of us are married, one of us has kid, has a kid, and the other one's just like going hard on her career. And I think like that too, like everything that we're doing our values that I like hold really close to my heart, like career, mm-hmm. being career oriented, family, like yeah. trying to make a name in this world, you know? And I feel like, like now when I think about it, cause I was kind of worried about it. Like, are we growing apart? Like, are we not going to have anything to talk about? But then now that we're talking about it, I'm like, no, like we're totally fine. Like we're growing in our different ways, but still like the core is the same which is what always brings us together. Like, I would never talk to anybody else about some things that I would just talk to these two and mm-hmm. get their advice on it because they know me and I know them. And, like, there's 100% transparency. We never just say things to be nice to each other. Like, we always tell each other, like, what needs to be said. And I think that's something I really value in a friendship and a relationship. And that's why, like, I think we're still so close. And feel like I belong with them. That's so special. I know it really is. It's crazy. This has turned into a friendship episode. <laughs> I know. Bringing it back to belonging, um, for me, I feel like like. Do you think that you belong where you are right now physically, like where you live and like your surroundings? Do you feel like you belong there? No, <laughs> I don't. What makes you feel like you don't belong where you are right now? Um, where you live and just... I guess, like, the people around me, I feel like, aren't matching, like, my life goals mm-hmm. slash values. Like, I don't know. At church, I feel like I belong because, like, in a way, because it's church. And so I, like, believe the th- same things as everyone else. But I, at the same time, I don't feel like I belong because, like... I don't know, probably 90% of my ward is over the age of 60 almost. Oh, wow. So it's just, like, everyone's just, like, old, and, like, I'm realizing more and more, it's, like, a, we're living in, like, a bit of a retirement community, Mm -hmm. and so it's just not, like, progressive, if that makes sense. Not just, like, in a political standpoint, but just, like... because they have the retiree mindset. They're done. Like, they've done their life. Yeah, so it's, like, not bad, and, like, but it's just like I want to go to a place where I have room to grow, and so yeah, I don't really feel like I belong, and so that's why yeah I've been working on stuff behind the scenes to like change. But I do feel like I belong in my apartment with my husband and my dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's important. Yeah, most of my adulthood has been here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I did go to India for my mission, and I feel like that definitely like made my 
connection to my country like way stronger because I was able to see a different part of India that I would have never been able to see if mm-hmm. I didn't go on a mission um but I always tell my husband about it too like everything that I learned like as an adult has been in America and yeah. mo- a lot of it has been with him because like I never drove here like before I never drove in a big city like I did it Rexburg but there's only two lanes in Rexburg so I don't really count it um and like just like learning about life like you know like I never had to pay rent in India like all the adult stuff that I did have been here so sometimes now I feel like like there's parts of me like my family will never understand and my sister and I always have like this conversation that like everything we do I think is kind of different from what maybe our sister would do that's like that's like intimidating you know like exploring a whole new country like figuring out like I don't know because I guess the thought of moving to another country for me intimidates me in the fact that like oh how do I deal with all the legal stuff you know yeah because like now in this country I can just like call my parents and be like oh what does this mean yeah and they'll explain it to me yeah but like yeah so like everything that I learned like figured out by myself like I lived in Saudi for like two years and Mm -hmm. I like made some like one of my best friends there and like had good friends while I was there but like every time I hear someone speaking Arabic like especially at my store we have like a lot of like Middle Easterns come in it like it's like comforting to me oh like I like I don't know like any Arabic anymore like I used to know like a little bit and so like whenever I like hear that it's just like comforting and it like does feel it's like so, like warm yeah and I like just want to like give him a hug and be like oh my gosh like I used to live there <laughs> I also yeah. don't know if they're even like Saudi but yeah like it just is like yeah I don't know because no, that, that's necessarily like a value but that's like a time in my life when I was like comfortable and so that yeah. like reminded me and like that culture and just like the foods and the language just like make me feel comfortable. For sure. Like for me, like if I see an Indian, like I always tell my husband that I really want to live in an Indian neighborhood. And I feel like that was just like, cause I don't know, like especially being away from your family and your own country, mm-hmm. it's hard to feel like you belong because like America is a really different country like where I live specifically in the Bay there's a lot of different kinds of people mm-hmm. and I'm like my husband's Tongan so that's like another culture and like that's added to the mix and I feel like I had to find my place in his you know culture and like his mm-hmm. family and feel like I belong and it took me a while like it's not like it just happened overnight like I'm still working on that belonging <clears throat> but I feel like like you said, when I lived here with, like, I'm starting to live with them and it's been a year, you know, we spend more time together. It's been easier as yeah. compared to, like, when I was just visiting, like, once in a couple months. Because you're, like, getting familiar with, like, their culture and, like, how yeah. they do things. And 
I don't know. Like, that's not cultural appropriation, I don't think. Because you're like... I'm married to the guy. That's my culture, too, now. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It really pisses me off when people use that word. Because, like, I think it's used for, like, anything. Now. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, like, isn't it respectful to try to understand? Mm -hmm. Honestly, tell me if I'm wrong. But I guess, like, if someone, like, came to India... And, like, was trying to, like, learn from the culture and was, like, learning from, like, the locals and, like, and then wore the, like, your traditional clothing while they were there. Is that, like, offensive? Or is, no. is that, like, a sign of... Indians, Indians love it. But for me, it's just, like, if you're doing it without understanding what it means and trying to do it in, like, an inappropriate way, that's when I get mad. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's, like, sense. you don't even know what it is, like... And some people would wear sari in a way that it's not supposed to be worn. Like, <clears throat> and in India, we're like, I feel like we're open to letting people do these things. Like, we're okay with it. But there are times when I'm like, you don't even understand what you're doing. And if you're doing it to make fun of my culture, like, you know, doing the accents to make fun of us, like, I know Indians speak in a different way, but so do you. Like, what if we started making fun of, like, the American accents? We don't do that. You know, so and like the more I've lived in America is like I, the more I've started to appreciate my culture more because growing up, it was for us. It was put in like grain in our heads that if you don't speak good English, like. You're not smart enough or like if you if you're I don't know, just like different things. But language was a big part of it. But when I came here and I realized, like, dude, like, Hindi, like, English is just a language. Like, my first language is Hindi, and I need to be good at that. And, like, English comes next. Yeah. It's not like English is my first language. Like, I think that's the thing in, like, third world countries. If your English is good, then, like, you're smarter and stuff. Well, because that could, like, get you out of, like, the poverty cycle. Yeah. And I feel like, like, I was always judged for my English, like, with my friends and different things but the more I've like learned to embrace my culture I'm like I don't even care if I don't speak English like good enough like it's whatever to me like yeah when I start working and stuff I do want to you know be able to communicate well and stuff and I do like when I want my English can be really good but when I'm just like relaxing having fun like I don't want to just be like a scholar and just like talk with all these subs I'm not that kind of person yeah Um, but yeah, I feel like I've definitely been able to embrace my culture and really feel like a stronger belonging to it after I lived here because I oh. miss it now. Like I miss appreciate it. Yeah, and I miss like doing just like the random like everyday things that I used to do before that I can't right. do anymore. Oh, no. But yeah. yeah, that's like I've definitely like that's a big thing for me like and I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm kind of like having like a um identity, not really identity crisis, but just like physically feeling not like I belong because I've been in yeah. America for a really long time now and I miss home like crazy. And there's things that when I go home, my parents won't understand why I'm doing it this way. And there's things that I do here that people here don't understand why I do it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm in the middle and it's like I'm not from India anymore and I'm not for America at all. Right. I'm here like, like what's happening? Well, like 
Yeah. Well, but now you're just becoming Simran. Like, you're yeah. not just becoming one or the other. You're becoming you. Like, yourself. That's true. Because you, like, why can't you have both? And, like, yeah. being both, too. Because, like, you have been a part of both. Just because, like, I don't know. I struggled with that, too. Like, Guam is America, a techni- technically. Or, like, the United States. But it has a lot of different culture. Yeah. And so, like... I had major culture shock coming back to the States and it, which like feels weird because like technically I'm an American, but it's like, I didn't grow up with that like my whole life. And so, yeah, like I feel that. And I think, I don't know. You just have to figure out that that's just like who you are and like, yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I struggled with that in like a different way, but yeah. And it's very real. Like I am trying to work on it because it's always going to be hard. Like it's not that I don't feel like I belong in India or that I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, I'm still trying to figure like the balance out, I think. Well, cuz maybe it's because everyone in general just like says we have to belong to one country or like one location. And that's just like the norm. Mm-hmm. But, like you are out of the norm yeah, yeah but that's I don't know that's a very valid thing to struggle with but that's cool that you're like figuring out where you like I don't know you have different mixes and then, like balance it out you're gonna have like the Tongan influence yeah and, then- and I do already like and that's like another thing I feel like that was easier for me to be with the Tongan because like um Indians and Tongans are similar in a lot of ways, like the values, like, you know, putting family first above everything else and just like, you know, how they treat other people and just like all the love and the warmth that Tongans give to everybody they interact with and that the Indians give. Like, it's the same. Even me, like I'm American in America, but I have lived overseas and that's like changed yeah. point of view. And I don't think I could be with someone who, like, didn't appreciate what other countries and places have to offer. Exactly. And thinks that this is just the only place to be. Yeah. Yeah, and look down on other, like, countries or nationalities or... Yes, and not value, like, traveling and, like, learning about other cultures. Yeah. And, Yeah. Well, I think this is a great episode. Like really good. <laughs> we talked like we talked about belonging. We also talked about friendships and relationships and how like that affects how we feel in like our belonging aspect of life. Um yeah, and I think well, like what? It all goes together, yeah. It does. Like you you belong to a place, you belong with people, you belong like with your values. And if you have these things figured out, like it takes a it takes a long time. Like I'm 25 right now. And now I know like these are the kind of people I want to belong with. These are the kind of people I don't want to belong with. These are the things that like I don't mind putting efforts into. Um, And just like, yeah, it takes time to figure it all out. But when it's you- not just like a simple answer. Yeah. Obviously, like we've had this long conversation that has gone off into like different areas, but everything we've talked about, I think, plays a factor in like belonging to something. 
Yeah, it definitely does. Our challenge for today, just like find something in your life, something or someone or someone's and make that you do feel like you belong to and make more of an effort to be a part of that. Um, Thank you so much for listening today, guys. It was like a lot of different things meshed together into one big thing. And we hope that this was insightful for you and just made you feel like you do belong to Be So Bold. And um, if you don't already, please follow our podcast so you can get notified with our new episodes every time we post. And yeah, we will talk to you in the next episode. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, this one was a late episode. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Thank you, guys.